So we have jammed together mm-hmm. once before. Yes. At my house and it was wonderful. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Do I say Victoria? Do I say Shotgun Tori? <laughs> We were just talking before. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Because I play a bass guitar, some of my male friends, you know, believed that people needed to respect me or put a respect on what I do. They're like, no, we can't just call you Debza or Teboho, because that's my full name, Teboho. So Tebza comes from Teboho. So we have to put something to it to show respect. How about Osi? You know, Osi like an Afrikaner, Osi. But in Setswana, we say Aussie. So they were like, no, you are Aussie, because we are respecting you. So I was like, oh, okay. Who, who doesn't want to be respected? <laughs> yes, especially as women, hey? Yeah. <laughs> especially. Especially, yeah. You know, my mom tells me that at the age of two, I could sing along to songs on the radio, even on the TV, and they couldn't understand it because both my parents are not musical. <laughs> so I believe it's something inborn. I grew up with it. It's, it's always been my, my companion. It actually saved my life, I believe, you know, when I look back, because I was that child who everybody knew that my goodness when a song plays or if I have to share about a song that I heard you know the room would light up that's how passionate and in love I was with music so that continued all the way to up until now I mean I'm still a musician but I did that throughout high school a little bit of tertiary that I attended <laughs> had to drop out because of music but music because music is a vessel I believe music is what messages you know gets transferred and translated and it has the ability to transform one's mind, one's perception, you know, and for me, it has done wonders in my life. But most importantly, it has saved my life, you know, coming from a background where you didn't have much, but here was this sound, you know, that I could escape, you know, into, and it would just transform me and also transfer me to different spaces and places. And I could see myself being anything or being anywhere in the world. And my goodness, I have been anywhere and everywhere in the world because of music. Oh, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Okay. The beautiful thing about the highlights that I will share also, they come with different styles and genres of music. You know, which I am very fortunate to have been or still is part of. Worked with the late Double HP. So that is more of a hip hop scenery. So I got to go to South by Southwest. And oh my goodness, I've never seen anything like that. It was so beautiful to be in a space where you see musicians from all over the world, different genres. And you're like, wow, 
if this could be part of my everyday. It doesn't just give you an experience of great music, but it also puts you in a position to understand people even better. And at the end of it all, you get to see that we are actually all the same. (laughs) It's just that we speak different languages, but we are all expressing the same things. So South by Southwest was an amazing experience to also be in D.C., When they were honoring the late Whitney Houston, we were invited for that. We were on a tour also there. That was a beautiful, phenomenal experience to just be in the presence of greatness. You know, to to, hear the other day I saw it on TV, I'm like, I was there. I'm actually in this room. (laughs) You know, so that was beautiful. Being in Australia with Vota Kellerman. I also play with Vota Kellerman. So that's like the world genre. In Australia at the Roots Blues Festival, it ranks as what? One of the top five in the world. So to be performing there was just extraordinary. The one that's closest to my heart is here at home at the Cape Town Jazz Festival. This was 2007. The first time the festival opened their doors for a hip hop artist. So there was just a lot riding on that performance. So here is this artist coming to perform hip hop at jazz festival. I mean, it's an international jazz festival. So we were preparing for, I think, two weeks prior because we just wanted to sound great. We were going to be amongst the great, you know, so that was a beautiful experience. I mean, to be topped by an encore that forced the promoters, the owners actually, of the festival to come during our performance to stop our performance live. I think we were doing our third song. And it's crazy. Like the energy at the baseline stage was amazing. We could not believe it. We're like, all these people want to come and see us. Oh my goodness. So we were stopped and we had to wait for everybody to finish performing so that we could be the only performers because everybody wanted to see us. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are making me actually travel back to see how far I've come and the experience and the influence and input that I believe I, I had also in the music industry because it, it goes beyond just being on stage and performing. It's all about what people receive because the messages and the interactions after what's important it's not about that moment on stage that hour no 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 it's about what you give to the people it's about what people give back also so i've had beautiful stories you know that people share oh my goodness i was like i didn't even know you know that music can change people's lives that much you know for people to come and be like when i heard your music and when, when i saw you play I knew that killing myself was not an option. That's heavy. You're like, oh my goodness, what a responsibility. And sometimes we take it for granted. You're thinking, oh, I'm just playing or singing because I love it so much. No, it's not about you. It's about those that have to listen to what's been given to you. You know, you are the vessel. Like I said in the beginning, you're the vessel. But only when you are in your position, You know, you get to have those moments, those experiences where people are like, you changed my life. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is even more remarkable? <laughs> what the whole point of the podcast is for me, and it's like you've hit the nail. What? <laughs> wow. Music changing lives. That's what it yeah, does. Yeah, that's what it is for. You know. <laughs> yeah. If only people understood or gave it the time of day. You know, like uh, show it respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. The craft, I'm not even talking about the people making the music. The craft itself, what it stands for. I mean, you can even go back into time. It depends on what you believe, but for people that believe in God and you get to read the stories, you get to see how music played a role in almost everything, in almost winning wars (laughs) and bringing about love, you know, and uh, sharing good times, even bad times with music. So, yeah. I believe I create music because there are people that need assistance in understanding certain energies, you know. Not everybody is sensitive to the spiritual, you know, to be able to discern and say, ah, now I get it. Oh, oh, now, you know, this makes sense. Or, oh, no, I can't do this. So that's why you have musicians. So we are like messengers. I believe we are messengers and we are being used to translate and relay, you know, what people that are not connected like we are. To understand. So we're like the middle person pulling this one closer. You know, it's like a magnet to bring people closer so that they can understand who they are. Personally, with my music, it carries a lot of message that have to do with who we are as people. How we're supposed to treat each other. I mean, we write for different reasons. There are people that are just poetic. I wish I was a poetic writer. I love that so much. But personally, I write about issues that we go through every day. For instance, like the album, I'm dropping my second album, by the way. Yes. So the music there addresses issues about gender-based violence, you know. It addresses issues of the promise of getting a better life. Can sometimes, you know, tear families apart, that it can just change the dynamics of a family structure. I sing about love. I mean, who? Come on. Mm-hmm. We are love. We have to sing about love. You know, I have songs about that. I have songs that it forces you to look at who you are and see if you really like what you see in the mirror. So I write about issues like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And what's your process when you are writing a song? How do you mm. go about it? Because I'm a bass guitarist, you know, most of the time it comes from me probably jamming. I'd be jamming and, you know, I hear this groove that sits very well. I'm like, I like this. I could do something about this. And maybe I just record that. Then I wait. You know, I wait to receive a melody or a word that goes with that bass line. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's just a melody that comes first. Sometimes I dream of songs like in stadiums, like I'm performing in a stadium and there's a melody that comes through. There's a song. It's a single that I released, I think about two years ago. I saw myself in a stadium and then I could just hear people going, ah, yeah. 
ביחס. I do my do, I can't get a lay, ah yeah, ah yeah. And then I wrote a song out of that. Yeah, so, so it just depends on what I'm going through as well. Sometimes it's from issues that are happening, like what I'm saying. Because we are going through a lot. You know, as women in this country, sure, we deserve a break. We have the responsibility to say something about it, whether we have experienced it firsthand or not. But it's part of, of us because I am linked to you, whether I like it or not, because our issues, we go through more or less the same issues as women. So if I hear your story, it should resonate. I should be able to relate to it. So the music on this upcoming album is on the tip. And the fact that I'm seeing the whole repertoire in my language, it's an achievement. (laughs) It's an achievement. Do you know that? I never thought it's something that I was going to be able to do. Just sing in my language, like all the songs in one album. But I was very conscious about it. It's a decision I took. So my question, why Mm -hmm. does that feel? Because when you look at, you know, our industry and what music gets played on radio, Mm. (laughs) yeah. So you can see that somehow, I may be wrong, but that's how it feels like. You know, there's still a lot of tribalism, like people prefer a certain language or a certain culture more than this one where if you're not speaking this language, people are not going to listen to you or they think it's not good enough for radio or maybe because the people in power do not speak that language. So it's like, why would I play something that I don't even understand? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even when you look at the history of hip hop, if I take it there, Mm -hmm. I believe the reason for people like WHP, why he was so huge is that he transcended he was able to say, no, 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 no. I'm a Motswana man and I would like to make records about my language. Mm-hmm. You know, so he became the first for the Setswana speaking people, you know, to have a voice where people are like, oh my goodness, we love this. I mean, he was that guy. Yeah. I was not sure, you know, because of the time it took for them as a hip hop genre, you know, it took them to break mm-hmm. into that, into that space. So now here I am, I'm like, oh my goodness. First of all, I'm playing bass and I'm singing. It's not necessarily jazz. So it's like I'm doing something completely different. So people will be shocked three times more. (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Even if you don't understand, I've had people, because I would go live on my Instagram when I'm rehearsing with my band, and I'd get people commenting that we don't understand what you're saying, but we are feeling. We are feeling what you are singing about. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. And our souls do at the very least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, okay, so you're playing bass mm. and singing on the album. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I have a band mm-hmm. that it's something that actually I was thinking of. 
I was thinking of doing an album with either a cello, a trombone, mm-hmm. you know, or an EP in a drop. But something that I'm thinking of probably that will happen in the future, you know, it's still a thought for now. But on the album, no, it's a full band. So the name of the album is Muteo. Muteo means foundation. That's, that's the meaning of Muteo. The reason is I wanted people to journey back with me to the sounds, actually, that influenced me, mm-hmm. that I was listening to and singing and probably playing when I first started in the music industry. Some of the songs are over 15 years old, but you are not going to believe it. You won't even know. And that's the beautiful thing about music also, because the music doesn't get spoiled. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can write a song now that would probably be a hit in the next 20, 25 years. So now I recorded this with a, it was a quartet, just bass, drums, guitar, and piano. No overdubs. I was deliberate about it. I was like, no, we are not stagging anything. We are not overproducing. I want to hear that sound. I want to hear the sound that makes me feel like I'm watching a live performance. So you're recording all live? All live. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's, it's all live. But, but you know how stressful that was. It finances and just getting people and 2020 you know what i mean so in 2020 so the journey oh my goodness oh wow okay yeah i mean we are definitely we are getting to there Mm -hmm. let's just go straight there Mm. let's just go there Mm -hmm. okay let's talk 2020 I think everybody got to see what we go through in 2020. You know, people know exactly what our lives are. Because, you know, when you are telling somebody that this industry is not fair game, but yet they see you going to gigs, they think, oh, you like attention. I mean, look at you, you're playing gigs here and there. And you're like, well... Not all the gigs pay. First of all, let's just be honest and be truthful about it. Not all gigs pay with money. Some gigs are only just for you to sell your craft. It's, it's more like an audition. Some, when they pay, it's after a heavily and painful negotiations because people don't understand why we charge what we charge, even when you put it down on paper. No, listen... This is what I said when I did a show last year. And somebody was like, why am I charging 150 That's a lot of money. I was like, okay, I'm going to break it down to you so that you can understand. It's 150 right? I have a six-piece band, right? There's sound equipment. There's lighting. There's hospitality. There's promos. <laughs> all these things. So let's say from... Every 150, every person on stage gets five rent. I broke it down. It was not even enough. I was like, can you see that I'm still working at a loss? Mm. So people don't understand. They just see 150. Oh, my God. It's going to short country. Why? Why? 
Why am I paying 150 to go see her perform? I know her. So you are forgetting that it's actually not about her. It's about the people around her, the businesses around her, because it takes a village to produce <laughs> music, you know. So people, they now understand. But the sad truth about that, they understand, but they are still not doing anything about it. It's like, oh, shame, man. We didn't know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Actually, they spoke about everything else. And you guys... Mm, wow, this is so sad. That's where it all ends. Yeah. Nobody does anything about it. Now we are at what? 50% capacity? You charge that 150 still. People are like, no. But we are going through a pandemic. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Okay. I've been going through the pandemic with you since the beginning of it. That... You know, nobody was caring about that or doing anything about it. We've seen so many industries coming forward to say, no, enough is enough. You have to do something about this. But we don't do that. Do you know what we do? We go and write about it, but we still don't get the support that we need. You know, thank God that writing about it, sometimes it heals us. You know, so also it depends on what it is that you want to get out of your writing as well. So if you know that healing is a process, you know, it has to start somewhere. So you take that as a first step. Okay, I'm going to write. And hopefully that energy will transcend and will be able to attract whatever it is that it needs to attract so that the situation could become better in a way. So 2020 also has changed the industry. I'm not even sure what type of a musician I'm supposed to be from now on because having a band is an expense you know not performing with a band takes away that experience also it makes you feel like you are not yourself or you are not able to express yourself the way you want to but everything now makes you think of money you know so it it takes away what the craft also is all about so instead of just focusing on I'm a musician, I need to write, I need to become a healer, I need to help people become better lovers. You know, you are thinking, how much is it going to cost me? <laughs> it's, it's sad, it's sad. If only we could now also learn how to do business, I think, differently. But it's, it's going to take a while to say, okay, how do we benefit forming consortiums for example you know okay i play bass i know somebody who's a photographer i know somebody who's a fashion designer how do we come together mm -hmm. you know and get what is going to help our careers to advance without feeling like we're losing so people don't think that way because if i say that it's like so are you saying you're not going to pay me so no but if you're a photographer mm -hmm. and i'm a musician and you're a fashion designer and you give me a garment, you come take the pictures, I sing the song, you take the pictures, you advertise your photography and say, this is what I can do. Oh, this is who I dressed. Look at how they look on stage. It's an opportunity for your business to grow. But people don't see that way because now we have been swallowed by this system that doesn't make you focus on the true essence of who we are, you know, things that matter. So 
now we have become all about money. But what about the craft? What about the craft? What about us being, I don't like using the word an escape. Musicians are not supposed to help you escape your reality. Musicians are supposed to help you find who you are so that you can live that every day. Yeah. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't like that word. Because when people escape, it's like, okay, so now you're going to go back. And so now you're living a double life. Why are we doing that? It, it, it becomes that. We are like psychologists and psychiatrists. We're just helping you find yourself. Like you don't have to dabble. You don't have to be this and later be that. You know, just this is who you are and live your truth. <laughs> hey! Oh, there you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Something there. Something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who? Okay. Maldives. Oh. I was looking forward to going to Maldives, okay. <laughs> Cuba. Oh. No. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, Cuba, England. <sighs> it's okay. It's all right. It's going to happen. Yeah. I believe it will. I don't, I understand that, yes, something has shifted, you know, on how we do things or how we live. But not all is lost. And I believe some things will be restored. I believe there is no way we can say human beings must stay away from each other forever and ever. No, then it's like you are taking away our existence altogether. So we will be fine. We will travel. We will still do shows. might just be different. And hopefully 2021 will be better. But yeah. A lot of gigs were cancelled, even locally. I was supposed to be one of the headliners for Cape Town Jazz Festival this year. So I was looking forward to that because I was going to use the platform to launch my album, Motel. So that is, yeah, (laughs) it is. It was sad because now we were stuck at home and you're thinking, personally for me, I was thinking, why am I a musician? You know, because so much was happening and there was all the outlets that I am used to were no longer available. And then there were these ones that were introduced. We were not used to them and they were not easily accessible. You know, like now virtual performances and, 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 and you're like, but it still takes the same amount of energy and everything else to put a virtual show together. I still need to put on that makeup and smile and wear that outfit and call other musicians to come. That's still money. And now everything is closed. They took all my revenue streams. Like how, how is it going to happen? How is it possible? So there was a new experience uh, regarding that, but that brought also confusion because you're like, okay, am I supposed to invest in how, how is it working? I mean, I tried it with a few artists 
it was so sad to watch because people didn't understand and people were not logging in and there we were performing and there were only three people who looked. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully also as South Africans, I pray that we know we are getting better in that space or understanding that we need to support musicians, you know, and understand the platforms now that are being granted for them to perform and not be on some, okay, but you want me to stream, but I'm also buying data and then I'm also doing this. So there's a whole lot of why people are not streaming. And I think it's heartbreaking when you're a musician and people are saying that. Like, oh my goodness. So now what I do is taking so much from people that they don't even see the importance of streaming or of supporting how do we do it you know how do we make sure that people still make a living out of what they love and everybody also is getting value for their money and not feel like musicians are stripping them of their money it's it's been quite interesting i think you know to come across people and how they think or how they view now you know virtual performances and how music is being released or being put out there it's yeah <laughs> yeah mm. yeah prior to this year oh my god it yeah subject. it was it feels like you're complaining yes you know? we're not complaining mm. yeah we have to and also understand that music is part of what forms every generation's culture right so that means as artists not only as musicians but as creatives we ought to stand for something or ought to relay some form of a message or a movement or a representation also of who we are in this era so if we, we are denying the arts or artists to be who they are, to express, because expression is not necessarily about what's inside of you or, or myself. It can be about expressing what you see other people go through. If we deny that, then we are denying a generation. Are we saying now when people look back, because there will be people after us, there will be other generations. What are they going to say about us? Because also we cannot be about a generation that is so passive about everything and expect us to have an impact. You know, so personally, I believe that if we're not careful, we are robbing ourselves of our blueprint in this life journey that we are in. So also, I believe that's where I think all the systems and, and all the politics and government that's where they get it wrong, that we stand for something. We help them to document, you know, so they need us, you know, they need to invest in us mm -hmm. so that we are able to put that into black and white people to see that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so 2010 to 2020, this is what people are doing, you know, but now it's not about that. Also, you see how we relate as people. It's so fickle and so passive, so 
inhumane. I don't know. I feel like people are interested in self, 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 self. And if it does not benefit self, then it's not for self. And I won't do anything that has nothing to do with self. So that element of being about a community, about caring for one another, it seems to be diminishing in a way. The creatives are able to actually put that on the side and bring people together and say, no, 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 no. We can, we can do this together. You know, we need one another. That's the one thing that I appreciate about music. It makes me realize that it doesn't matter how talented I am, I'm still going to need the next person for people to even see my talent or realize what I'm doing. <laughs> In all honesty, it's scary. It's scary because do we even want to listen to music? You know, and when I say music, I'm talking about music that has depth, that has substance, you know, that carries some form of weight. Because I feel like everything that we're listening to is just to keep us busy, you know, like not really think about the issues, mm -hmm. or, you know, not about what's happening. It's like, ah, no, let's keep them busy with this sound or these lyrics, these words that don't make sense. I'm scared that maybe the type of music I do at this point doesn't have a place, but it doesn't stop me from making it. I'm very proud of that. I'm not going to stop making that music because whether we like it or not, at one point or another, we have to face reality and start talking about the real issues that we're going through. So we are making this music, believing that it will be somewhere in the archives and somebody somewhere will remember and be like, oh, oh, there was this musician. Oh, so let's, oh, oh, yes, yeah, she has a song about, okay. You know, so it's a little scary, but also it's exciting because it says you're not like the rest. Your purpose might not be for the 25 million people out there. It might just be probably for like, 25,000 people but who needs to hear what you're writing or who are going to be influenced positively by the songs and the lyrics or the melodies or just your energy in the song you know so that is enough it's a little scary but because I know it's there I just need to now grasp it own it and be like it's okay it's okay. I understand that music, it's not necessarily about, it's not about fame or fortune. Yes, it's, it would be great to have the fortune part. Yeah. <laughs> but it goes beyond that. It's bigger than that. So once you understand that, as much as it's scary, you know, but somehow it settles your spirit. You're able to go and record that song that's been in your heart and you're like it's okay it's all right if it's meant for five people to listen to this song and they are okay or they are able to move forward then it's fine i'm fine with it so understanding yourself as a creative also it, it plays an important role it's vital 
because sometimes we get lost in it because we're thinking, no, but why am I not hitting the same button? Why am I not doing this? No, understand the calling first. So yeah, that, that can be a little scary. Oh, perfectly put, perfectly put. <laughs> you need to be true to yourself I always say try not to do what everybody else does try to do what is in your heart don't follow what people are doing so find who you are and bring that to life so that because we all have something to say or to input in this life once you understand that and understand the journey it's not easy oh Tori I've been doing music for a very long time for a very long time and sometimes I think about it and I just want to scream no <laughs> what have I done with my life <laughs> you know but when you go back and then you meet people that were there when you started and now they get to relay how your journey has shaped their lives or have helped them see things in a different perspective. You get to see that it's actually bigger than what I think it is, you know, or how I see it happening. So they need to be true to who they are and do not use music as a gimmick to get likes or to be famous or I don't know, whatever reasons are there. Cause now social media is something else also. I think, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. It, it adds something into our, our craft. So once they understand that it will help them journey better and also just try to also be sensitive to how other people are viewing music you know, it's not about you. I think the biggest thing is it's not about you. It's not about you. So once they understand that, I think they will have a better journey. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is there a song that you wish that you had written? A lot of songs. <laughs> Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and I think of you. That song. For me, it's so beautiful. I think, I don't know if Cindy Lopin knew what she was writing. I, I listened to that song. I've heard, I think, about five different um, styles of that song. Yeah. You know, from like a very laid back uh, jazz. Cassandra Wilson does it. Oh, my goodness. With just the double bass and the piano. It's so beautiful. So I wish I had written that song. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember. All I know is I think I was seven years old. This is the memory I have of the song. And every time I hear it, it gives me the same emotion of when I was seven years old. I was watching TV. I was at home and I was seeing, I think it was the video. I think it was the video of the song. And then my eyes were just glued on the screen. My emotions, I don't know why, but it's the one memory that I don't forget. 
maybe someday it will be revealed why it stuck with me. But it's such a beautiful song that we could use it to translate and connect with people of different ages. I love all the versions that I've heard. Oh, it's a beautiful song. (laughs) I do. I would love to do a collaboration with some South African musicians. I listened to their music while growing up and also do music with people that I don't know, like just go maybe to Europe and meet musicians and then we create music and we put it out there. That would be amazing. I mean, actually, oh, I have done that. (laughs) During lockdown, there's this called Iklatla, Iklatla. So it's a collaboration between South African musicians and London musicians. Yeah. So the album is going to be out, I think, early next year. We literally went into studio. I think it was funded by the British Council. So the idea was just to go into studio. Well, we were supposed to actually go and record in London. Mm -hmm. But because of, you know, the traveling restrictions and COVID, we had to record here. So what we did is we went into studio as South African musicians. Like we actually had, hadn't worked with each other before with the musicians that we did this with. So we met for the first time in studio. And for a day, they're like, okay, you guys record whatever that you record. We are going to release that. <laughs> that was interesting, hey? Wow. You've productive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come to think of it. So that's what happened. So then they took the recording, sent it to London. They listened and edited whatever they felt. They sent us what they did also. We edited whatever that we felt. So I think collaborations like that would be, for me, it was just saying, especially because it was recorded now, you know, during these difficult times, it was just saying we have everything in common, which is just to survive as people. All we want is to survive. All we want is to live and feel free. And I believe we managed to share that or to express it through how we recorded the music. Just the different styles. Like I cannot wait for people to hear this project. Yeah, that is, it's part of my wish list to continue doing that. And so, you know, just going into, or even with West African musicians, I'm finding that sound very intriguing. West African music is amazing. So I would love to do something with regards to that somewhere in the future. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I'm Austebza, A-U-S-T-E-B-Z-A. That's the name I go for, for all Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Even trying TikTok. Oh, but, oh no, it's not, it's not easy. I think it's all for the young blood. (laughs) I don't understand. I I do it and I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) So occasionally I go on on TikTok, but I use the name Austebza, A-U-S-T-E-B-Z-A. People can find me there, see my work, who I work with, because I collaborate, I play with other musicians. I still do as much as I have my own project. I still collaborate. I I love sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm not 100% exclusive. No, no, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, my dream is to do maybe one or two gigs in a year, and I'm fine. Like, I charge enough to last me for a year. So that exclusivity <laughs> will probably come later in <laughs> in my career after, you know, putting in a lot of work. But I believe I'm on my way there. We want to live. We want to travel. You know, we also want to experience life with other people. I love traveling. I love seeing how people live out there. Just get more inspiration from that. Yes. Yes. My pleasure. I feel really inspired. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is beautiful.